Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Zone Time. I'm Julian McKenzie. Tic-Tac Tomar is here. Sam Chang of the Broadcast is here. Avery Lewis McDougal is here. I got to mention something. You know, we've been doing this show for quite some time. We're getting so much more comfortable with each other to the point that, like, we'll have topics for the show and sometimes we'll just come up with random stuff throughout the show. Mm. And it's great. It's awesome mm. when we do that. And, you know, we still try to follow this rubric and rundown of stuff. I have to admit, just to kind of take everyone behind the curtain, I sent the rundown for the show sometime this morning or in the afternoon, depending on when you get in the Eastern time. And I made the mistake of sending out the rundown for the show just as uh, Canucks president Jim Rutherford was speaking to the media. It's blown up at least a third, maybe a half of the show. So we're not even going to get to all the little fun little stuff. I was going to go on a whole rant about how I predicted that John Tortorella was fed up of iPads. That, we don't that, have time that for that today. Fun. That was funny. Though. That was like, great. Can we, no, can we, can we give that like like a, like a hot two minutes? That, that's give it a minute. Hilarious. Like amazing verbatim verbatim called it. I saw the Kyle howled verbatim called it. the man to thought off the freaking thing off the bench. Oh, it's hilarious. Hilarious. But yeah, but we can't spend too long on that, man, because we have to go through all these tweets from Jim Rutherford, man. I mean, the Vancouver Canucks at first, we thought we were just going to get insight on, on Tanner Pearson and what his future might be because of all these different uh, wrist surgeries he might have to go through. But now we're, we're thinking about how the, the roster might have to go through, quote, major surgery. But, it's not, players could but leave. it's not a rebuild. A retool. It's a retool. It's a retool. It's a retool. It's a very important distinction to make, Tic Tac Tomar. You can't be out here just throwing out the word rebuild. Can I Can I say something? So Go like, ahead. Okay. I know I'm the one that usually brings up a lot of like pop culture stuff. So I'll, I'll, I'll hit the audience for another one. I am a big proponent of like early 2000s teenage soap operas, you know, like One Tree Hill and The O.C. and like Gossip Girl and stuff, because those shows do this thing when I call it the avalanche of drama. One thing happens and then the next thing something else happens and then something happens immediately. And you're like, oh, like you think that's the big revelation. And then something else comes up. It's like, no, it's worse. And then you get left with this huge cliffhanger and you have to wait for the next episode. (laughs) I felt like that going through those tweets because every single thing this man said shocked me. (laughs) 
like like thoroughly shot and we've been talking about the canucks like i want to it feels like every episode we spend like at least yep. like 10 to 12 minutes talking about the canucks yep and that press conference shocked me that's a whole episode in its own like, well, you if, know if we end up talking the whole seriously go ahead yeah no i gotta tell you i appreciate what you're saying about like the cliffhanger and the build-up and all that but i had a, i had a totally different experience mm. i thought okay. i was watching reruns because i was like hey i've heard i've heard the word retool before jim benning specifically said they were going to retool on the fly i think in 2015 i have i have heard all of this before they were gonna they they want players who are under 26 and they're gonna get younger jim benning said that in 2016 like these are all tweets that are available you can look them up all of these things have been said before so i thought i was just watching a rerun Jim Rutherford's a biter. He's a biter. He's a biter, bro. At least for, for in the context of the Vancouver Canucks, we thought he was, you know how like we're hearing a lot of songs nowadays that are sampling like stuff from like the 2000s? Yeah. Like, like Brian Carey's fantasy all of a sudden is like a hot new thing to sample. Like that's what it is now. They, they just, they make no sense. And I'm saying that as a, I am saying that as an honest to goodness Leafs fan. They make no sense. Why are we trading Bor Horvat for players that can play now? <laughs> in a draft that's literally talked about as being the best draft since 2015, and you want players that can play now? Why? We're gonna have to buy out players in the offseason. What? We have to we have to trade core players. How the hell is that on not a rebuild? And also, who are you moving besides Hughes? I'm not taking Miller. Mr. Oh, I'm paying attention to my defense, so I'm not scoring goals. Like that's a pretty no, wild quote. No can I just can I just because I realize we, we kind of did jump into this topic. Let me at least kind of yeah. throw out some tweets that were put out there because yes. I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch the presser myself. I was doing some other stuff, but there are a great <laughs> job on the part of the Vancouver media, notably colleagues like Carmen Dial, oh. Thomas Drance, Brendan Bachelor on this as well. I'm sure Ian McIntyre tweeted about this too. Um, but just for some bullet points here, uh, the Canucks say they can't divulge the specifics of how uh, Tanner Pearson's injury became a season ender for confidentiality and privacy re- reasons, uh, beyond noting that they were apparently two setbacks and no clarity about whether he'll be able to play at all next year. Jim Rutherford also said that uh, he's disappointed. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that next was a big year. Thing. Yeah, they have no idea. Yeah, that, that's also been sort of reported before today. But yeah, there's oh. seem, there doesn't seem to be any clarity about whether or not Tanner Pearson will be able to play next year. Like that Man, is, I mean, that's, that's, that's technically why there was a press conference in the first place. It wasn't so much, I mean, it's around the midpoint. It's not out of the ordinary for, for front office people to have press conferences, but the premise of the press conference was for, um, for, for that, for clarity to be explained on the Tanner Pearson thing. And Jim Rutherford mentions he's disappointed in the job to the, he's done to this point. Mm. Uh, he says verbatim, we're stuck with contracts we can't move. Uh, I'm we're, sure you, we're, we're stuck. We're stuck with contracts. This is the exact quote I have here. We're stuck with contracts we can't move. When did when did Brother forget hired? I'm sorry. Just like, well, I, I, like, I, I, it's been a year, isn't it? Only? Okay. Maybe not, ex- maybe not like a, exactly a year, but a year and a few months. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. By the way, I'm sure you all want a Bruce Boudreaux update because uh, that man has been slandered through the mud since day one of this regular season. Uh, Jim Rutherford, all I can say, and I'm reading this off of uh, Harmon's uh, tweet, 
All I can say is Bruce is our coach right now. Rutherford says he's had contact with other potential coaching candidates going back as far as a couple months ago. Imagine you go through a divorce and like, you know, you're actively hearing your partner who's trying to divorce from you, like is starting to go on dates with other people, like before the divorce is even finalized. Man, Bruce should quit. Like, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Quit. Leave. We already know who's replacing him. It's not a secret. Oh, yeah, Bruce is our guy, but we also know who we're replacing him and who's going to assist. I saw Sergey Gonchar is barely being added to the, yeah. to the to the bench. Like, Sergey Gonchar? Yes. Like, fire him now. Fire him now, please. Like, Put him out of his misery. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. If- Go ahead. If the Canucks, if the Canucks right now were in DMX video, it'll be it'll be Jim, it'll be Jim saying that Bruce is whack, he's twisted, and you can you can end the rest right there. Like, whoa! I saw the way you're going with the lyrics. I'm like, wait a minute, how much can that's you actually stopped. say? That's why. I, that's why you stopped. Whack and twisted. I knew not whack and twisted. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, way just... it is right now. That's how it feels. The way you're talking about about his head coach, and also too, just put a laugh track. On every presser from now on, you know, some laughing audio in the background. Every kind of presser from here on going forward, please, because it's comedy. It is comedy right now, and I see it as someone who covers the Empty Oilers about about whack comedy about weird teams. Like, do you think we could get editing done? Uh, Like, say, if I read this tweet out here, we're not looking toward a rebuild. I'd rather call it a retool, and then we just put (laughs) some kind of. Yeah, some kind of canned laughter in the background, like right after. I don't know if we could do that. Does That'd that have funny. that intended effect? Like maybe. And then obviously the last thing I'll point out to uh, Rutherford says the Canucks will look at buyouts this summer if they can't move certain contracts. Out. I don't. I hopefully I am not missing any. Uh, there was other one major details. There was one quote, and I and I was gonna quote tweet it, but I didn't know if it was taken out like if it was taken like heavily out of context. Um, yes. this is from Thomas Durant's. I thought we were tanking. We're pretty close to the bottom. What does that mean? Did you did you get the second follow-up sentence? It was, but I would never, running a team, go and tell the coach or players not to play hard. No, duh! <laughs> no, duh! No, my God! Freaking re- revolutionary stuff. You can't do that. That's called freaking tampering. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jim Brother... You know what's funny too? Like I can't say anything about Jim Benning's legacy before this. Easiest year for any team that is not good. Easiest easiest year ever. We're not gonna be good. Cool. We'll trade you and trade you and trade you. You're injured. Peace. Here's your contract. Here's your contract. Gone. Bruce, stay for the year. Have fun. I'm not gonna rip you every every opportunity I get. This is the easiest year ever. You have a generational player who was born in your city. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. I, I, I It's so frustrating. I, I'm not even a Canucks fan. The I'm man t- is from Vancouver. And you're trying to win. Why? <laughs> Why? You're trading Horvat for players? Why? I have never seen such negative take awareness oh. in my entire life. This is this is like absolute zero take awareness. And you know what? I will hysterically laugh if the Canucks end up with Bedard. But my goodness, man. My I have never seen a team 
misunderstand an assignment so much. The Canucks were asked to solve for Pi, and they made one. They said, here, here's a strawberry pie. Here's some whipped cream on top. No. I, like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand no. the organization. That might be one of those brilliant lines I've ever That's heard. That's one of the best say. things Omar has ever oh said. That God. is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. They were asked to solve for pie, and they made one. That is brilliant. I got oh. to tell you a few of my favorites today was... Uh, yes, please, he go started, ahead. Rutherford said, quote, the cap is going to keep going up and up. The cap is going to be 90 or $95 million. That contract isn't going to affect what the Canucks do down the road. What and then contract? in the same same press conference, same press conference, he yeah. says, all the core players aren't going to end up being here. We haven't had the opportunity to take those steps because we're stuck with contracts we can't move. Until we do or until they expire, it's going to be hard to make those changes. Listen, okay. He said the in the same press conference. Hashtag so free Quinn Hughes. We need to get him out of there. Free Quinn Hughes. And just yo, yo, on, yo. on the sorry, I gotta do the I gotta do the Boudreaux thing because mm. it's go ahead. It's yeah. whack. Like everyone, I have had so many Canucks fans be like, well, you know, Boudreaux is making millions of dollars. It comes with the territory. Uh, all NHL coaches get fired. There are only 32 positions. It's privileged. Like he, it just it comes with the territory. It does not come with the territory to the degree that the Canucks have done it. Okay, like I agree, media speculation about coaching happens. But the way that he has been treated this season between Rutherford publicly questioning him constantly and now the leaks about the Canucks wanting to hire Rick Tockett in a few weeks and Bruce being a sitting duck. It's not just a Canucks media thing anymore. This is now, you know, Russian machine never breaks, wrote an entire article on how the Canucks are doing Bruce Dirty. Frank Saravalli is tweeting about it. It is now a national story how the Canucks are treating Bruce Boudreaux. That's not... That's not the regular level of media speculation. Like that says something about your organization that national media and media that covers other teams are writing about how poorly you are treating Bruce Boudreaux. And I don't care if he makes millions of dollars. Like just because you're paying someone doesn't mean you should treat them like that. It's bizarre. I agree. I agree. It doesn't make sense. Look, I it doesn't make sense to me. I've, I, I mean, I can't think of any other head coach at least in the National Hockey League, that has gone through this the way Bruce has. I get that coaches all the time, uh, their, their jobs could be under siege. That happens. And people discuss about the opportunity of a coaching change. But like the fact that like Rick Tockett is like an open secret as a potential replacement. Like, what? And also Rick Tockett, which we could discuss if we want to, about whether or not he should be the guy for that job. Like, really? I mean... You know what? Maybe I shouldn't even do that because apparently he's really good with his players. He's really good at relating with them. It's just that he has not had the just success. Just like, just like Brujo was. Was Brujo not not advertised as a player's coach? That, did that they is not, very much. Yeah. Did they not? Did they, did they not release a lot of a lot of videos of him like talking to talking to Pedersen, you know, trying to make him feel better and stuff? Sam, what's, uh, what's the difference? You, can, you know better, but. Uh... Why do I feel as if Travis Green has a similar description to him too? But maybe I'm wrong. But maybe it's just because he was. Well, you're smiling. That tells me he also had that too. <laughs> Dude, the Vancouver Canucks. What the hell's going on? Oh man! Shout out Adam Vingan, by the way, my former colleague at the Athletic. He um uh put up a really funny meme, and I love The Simpsons. I don't know if you guys ever watched that episode where Millhouse's dad 
uh, gets fired at the cracker like a job that he has at some cracker bill or whatever yeah and like he tells his boss like so that's it so long good luck <laughs> and his boss is like i don't recall saying good luck that's pretty much bruce Boutreau. That, that'll be that'll that, be jim and bruce like a month yeah, <laughs> yeah that's literally it and like and i don't know if people are looking and listening to us and are thinking wow these people are really going in on the vancouver canucks they're not taking this so dead they're not taking this seriously why should we honestly, it's a joke honestly i like I, I have seen like obviously like there are moments where like coaches will make like passive aggressive comments about like you know well this is the team that I have this is the only thing I can do like it's like a kind of passive aggressive shot at like at management and sometimes I don't know I guess sometimes I don't know actually I don't even know I I can't I can't remember ever a time where like not even the GM the pre I I keep forgetting he's not even the GM he's the president he's the president he's the we didn't president even Patrick Alvin today like the president of the freaking team. It's just saying, oh yeah, I'm, I'm talking to people. Uh, what? <laughs> right, like, <laughs> like, well, what? <laughs> oh my god, man! Oh, fire, just fire god. the man. Fire him. Have the assistant be the interim for a little bit, and then hire Rick Talk. We all know you're doing it anyway. At least give the freaking man some dignity. Holy crap! <laughs> Is Bruce Boudreau going to coach anywhere else again? I wouldn't. I'm like, screw this, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Like, what I, if what if like Bruce Boudreaux like ends up on like a sports net panel for the playoffs and he just makes cracks about the, the Canucks all postseason? I'd hear it. I, I'd I want that to happen. I'd subscribe that. would that. be really funny. That'd be really funny. Avery, did you have another thought I was gonna I was cutting? I was off gonna from? mention, yeah, too. Then it come it came out too that the um Cuts management was aware on negative comments from the media. Good, you should be aware of that the media is being negative. Like, what is there to be positive about? What are the good things right now about this team? You want people to go on on Sportsnet or on, on TSN and all different shows and be positive about your team right now? Why should they? What You deserve nothing right now beyond ridicule and bashing. That's all you deserve right now. I don't, like, I don't understand why they're what not. Is, I, what is there to be positive about? I, like, I don't understand. Like, if... I, have, I have something. I, I have I, I have something very positive. I have something. I, I think yeah, I have I think something. I know what he's gonna say that should I be. Think I know what you're gonna the, say. The, I and I don't know. If, I, maybe I'm losing my mind. You are. They're seventh last in a year with Connor Bedard. That's awesome. That's wicked. Why are you trying no. to be good? It would be better to be bottom three. Yes. Okay? I mean, can... He said, "I thought we were tanking. If you were tanking, you wouldn't have signed JT Miller." <laughs> You know, Come on. this team, watch a Canucks go and do something like, watch him go and win like nine straight games. So sad Bruce, they will. I said this on another podcast. <laughs> Bruce Boudreau might be the only coach I could think of who could win like seven of eight or eight of nine and still lose his job. Yep. It's a shame, man. They've, they've, also, they've done this man so dirty. Also, a future episode idea that the more I think about it, I think we could actually do this. I think we can do an entire episode, a top 10 Canucks storylines from this year. <laughs> I think we could legit do it where we just oh, count down all the crap from 10 to 1 of what the Vancouver Canucks have endured. I think that is a legit episode we could do. Can you down. just go to that thread I have of all their best quotes? Yes. 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 And then react yes. to each one, honestly. Because, yes. like, this has been a freaking circus of a year for the Canucks, man. And <laughs> You guys, I didn't think it's it could so get worse yeah. after jim benning 
but they've managed to do it. Not saying something. God is saying something. Jim Benning was a source of great material for us on this show. And I never thought Jim Rutherford. Remember, Jim, I can't speak for the legacy of Jim, not legacy, but I can't speak for Jim Benning's resume pre-Vancouver. Jim Rutherford is a Stanley Cup champion. I mean, yes, he did in Pittsburgh, he did in Carolina, and is, by all accounts, a respected executive. And now he's in Vancouver and he's going through this. Mm. Like, holy crap. And I mentioned one other quote. Please. And this this quote may be like open mouth cackle. Bro, we're frying. We are so, frying the Vancouver Canucks like Avery does a well-done steak. Like, mm. this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is another quote from Rutherford. Ownership hasn't interfered with any of the decisions that I've made. Cap. Cap. Come on, I'm calling man. Cap. I'm that's calling a cap. straight. That's Cap. That is that's Cap. That's some straight that, fecal matter. That's straight, that's straight lie. That's a straight. I've never, I've never had to call Cap for anything in the NHL related yeah, until today. That's that's cap. a straight that's lie. Cap. Because like again, they have they have fired coaches. They fired the GM that everyone hated, mm-hmm. and things are worse. What what uh, else? I don't what know. Else can I, be I, the problem? I don't know what to tell you, brother. I don't know. You know I don't know. Oh my god! Can I ask you guys a question? Oh yeah. yes, as non-connect sense. Oh, okay. Yes, please. Do you think Rick Tockett will make this team better? No. No. No, I don't think he. I'm happy to be wrong. Actually, I just don't see it. No, I don't actually, see it. Let 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 let's answer that question. This with roster. Another, with another question. This roster. It, okay, actually, would define better. What, 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 like, when you be better, what do you, like, because I don't know, if if the goal is to tank, is Rick Tockett the guy you want? No. Do you want to bring Rick Tockett to coach this team? No, because Rick Tockett, Rick Tockett will give them the, hey, we have a new coach that wins in games thing, because it'll be like, yeah. the, hey, we can do it, rolling this together. Why is he musical too? And you, and you don't want that. You don't want that. You, you want to lose. Does, does Rick Tockett elevate this team to Stanley Cup contender, playoff contender? Whoa. I'm not I mean, saying he does. I, I'm asking the question. No, like, I think I think they'll feel good and I think they'll finish like 10th in the in the in the division. So yeah, end. I don't know. I have no idea if that's like if you really think about it, I don't know if he makes them better, but also I'm still not completely clear on what it is. Like, if you're talking to Rick Tonkin, if you're talking to that coach, like, I don't know. I feel like to to TikTok Tomar's point, like, let an interim off on your own bench, like, finish the job, tank the rest of the year, and 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 take whatever draft pick you get. And if you want to try again next year, maybe you hire Rick Tonkin and have him go through that. But like, anyone why want, would you? Am I am I wild for thinking? Am I well for thinking like maybe now's not the best time to bring him in if that's what you're gonna do? No, not at all. Because uh, l- let's play let's play pop quiz, okay? Um, because okay. this is not Rick Tockett's first NHL gig as a coach. No, this would be his second. Not. Um, he's just coming off coaching the Arizona. Would it be his Coyotes. third? Because he coached in uh, he coached Tampa. Yeah, he coached Tampa, and then uh, sorry, yeah, coached Tampa that had four seasons with the Arizona Coyotes and missed the playoffs each time. Yeah, but the ownership was bad. The team was a disarray. That's what everyone says. <laughs> Doesn't mm-hmm. OEL also hate him? Sorry? Who? Pretty sure OEL also uh, does not get along with him. 
Oh, right. Oh, oh. <laughs> what? What a twist. <laughs> No, it's okay because they probably they probably think that they can trade OEL before things get worse. Now, my question is, who wants to take him for another one, two, three, four years at seven point two six million per? Hold per. on a second. Hold on a second. You guys keep talking. There's a there's a story. I just Googled Oliver Ekman Larson and Rick Tockett. And there's a random story that just popped up that I kind of need to like look over for myself and just mm-hmm. see that's true. Cause I see the headline. Uh, there's an Arizona sports uh, radio station that has a yeah. headline. And I don't know what the, I'm, tr- I need to read this and understand the context. This is the headline. Coyotes talk it, tell story of hitting Oliver Ekman Larson in practice. What? You understand why I need to read this article now, right? Cause I don't want to just go off that headline. I'm pretty sure it was like a body check. Okay. Not so it like might a... not even be a big thing. Yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure it's not yeah. that bad. But yeah. like even then, we see how we're all like, what the hell's going on? But like, I like, you know what would have been cool? Okay. Fire Bruce, whatever. But like, and this is something that Avery's been mentioning. Like, I feel like almost every episode, stop with the freaking cycle. Do some research <laughs> and hire someone new. That would have been cool. That would have been, been okay. I don't know, like, get, I don't know, get someone young who, like, has some, like, interesting perspectives on, like, offense or whatever. I don't know. Maybe that can work. But, no, let's get the same a, a, a person who has been here before who hasn't even touched, touched the area that you that you want to get to. You want to get to the playoffs and you're hiring Rick Talkett? Why? I mean, to counterpoint to that, uh, he was assistant coach for the Penguins when they won a Stanley Cup. And I believe also had Jim Rutherford as an exec. <laughs> so that explains the tie. They have to be crossing. I hate when like they. Were, you, know, <laughs> you, you know what? I mean, they did. No. Yeah, they did. <laughs> you know, he probably won't. He probably wouldn't come over mid-season. But you talk about connections. Um, Patrick Alvine knows Ricard Gronberg. Like bring out Ricard Gronberg. For yeah, next season. that's a like, guy that's people been actual, asking for years. That is Honestly. someone who. He should have had an HL head coaching job long ago. And I'll say it again. The NHL has been around. Avery, what if you just become the Canucks GM? Me? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That's a better idea. Keep... That's a better idea that I've heard from the Canucks in a long time. Hey, we can't just keep throwing Avery at these jobs. What we what we what we <laughs> so know, what is it now? Like... I've been thrown, I've been thrown towards Orla's head coach, Orla's GM. Or was president and a Canucks GM. No, no, no. I'm sure he no, got no, mentioned no. for Avery. the Leafs at some point. No, no. Avery needs to save save Edmonton. No, they leave him. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Avery needs to save McDavid. <laughs> yeah. Can I read that quote from uh from that random Coyotes talk it hitting OEL story? So yeah, it was yeah. for like a body like positioning like hitting drill yeah. and talk it apparently went on thirty two thoughts with Elliot and Jeff and said. Uh, I did it to OEL real quick. I did it last year. I was talking about boxing out and I go when a guy does reverse thing and I actually hit him and he went down hard. He was mad. I love OEL and he'll tell you he was mad at me because he wasn't ready, really ready for it. And I did hit him and he went down hard. Yeah, that can backfire sometimes. So, okay, all's well that ends well. It was just an innocent drill and there's no bad blood lingering from it. I don't want anyone to take this podcast and assume that we created some fake beef between OEL and Rick Tockett. I just want that clarified. However, comma. However, comma. I'm going to be watching those games. 
Oh hell yeah! As soon, as soon as we're talking, it's hard. I'm I'm watching those games. Like I'm gonna go out of my way to try try to watch more like more of those games. Like I started. There was the one game where it was um where the Leafs took on took on the Canucks, and I was on with um with Sam on a uh, game over. So I watched yes. that game, and I was horrified. We should do and, it again. Yeah, we I'm should. Doing the Leafs game in and March. And then since and then since then, I've like I've tried to like I've tried to like you know you know catch up with like the Canucks games and just just like this like stare at the screen in like horror. Of like you how stay bad. up late in Toronto to watch the Canucks play. Yeah, I know. That's I insane. Should, yeah, sometimes this is like, you know what? Because it's like, Omar. I because I want to understand. You know what I mean? Like when they're when, sometimes when there are teams that are bad but refuse to admit that they're bad, I just want to understand. Like maybe they're seeing something that we're not. So I watch and I'm like, I don't see it. I, I, do, I don't know what they see. That tells them, hey, we can do this. Hey, we we can we can push for a playoff spot. I I don't know what evidence that they have in front of them that gives them that idea, because all I see is a team that is the perfect perfect fits the character characterization, the criteria for a Bedard tank, and they refuse to do it. And I don't know why. I I don't understand why. Like. And and I know the whole thing is like, oh, well, we need to get playoff revenue and stuff. Imagine all the revenue from Bedard jerseys and Bedard posters and Bedard commercials and Bedard signings and Bedard documentaries. You get a freaking camera crew at his house. Hey, he went to this mall. Hey, he grew up watching this Canucks player and that Canuck player. No, no, no. Let's not let's not do that. Let's try to let's try to make the playoffs so we can get clapped in the first round. Clapped in the first round. Why? Why? What? And yes, I'm saying that as a Leafs fan. Yes, I'm saying that as a Leafs fan. Clapped. I, I don't understand. I, I I don't. I'm just I'm just confused. I think that's why I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of coming off so frustrated. I'm just like I just don't I don't get it. I don't get like what 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 the plan is. I I don't get what they're like. I would love to sit in that meeting room and just listen on what they're trying to do. Like, is it honestly just like okay, yeah, let's make the playoffs? Like, no, man. That's the same crap that Montreal did for the so long. Just make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. We can't openly admit to a tank. We make the playoffs. It was stupid. And now they turn things around. Granted, not good this year, but the future so is there. The had the fans see the path. Caulfield is sick. Suzuki is sick. They got they got Slavkovsky last year. They could have two top ten picks this year. Florida. I swear to God, I swear to God, if freaking Montreal gets bizarre because of Florida pick, I'm going to lose my mind. Can you imagine? Oh, oh my God. Could you imagine? Here's Picture this. Picture yes. this. Cool shank. Yes. It's the draft in Nashville. Zone time from Nashville, Tennessee. We're all down there. And Greg Bettman goes on stage and says, the Canadians are selecting Cole Caulfield. At, I'm sorry. Um, Connor Bedard. Bedard. If they're selecting Cole Caulfield again, like that's crazy. You would hear, you would hear a high pitched no, like randomly, and it would be me, like high octave no, because I don't want, I don't want Bedard in the East, man. I don't. That's another reason why I'm so bad too. So like, I just want to camera Omar in Bridgestone Arena to see his reaction when Bedard puts on the Habs jersey on stage (laughs) in Nashville. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. And then watch the first the first game of the 2023-2024 season will be against the Leafs and Bedard will just light us up. I can see two goals, one assist. Five point night. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want Bedard. This is another reason why I'm so mad at the Canucks. I, I don't want Bedard in the freaking East. I want him in the West. And now they were an option. And they're ruining it. Gonna be I Anaheim. I so hope, we can just all I be hope. tormented by Zegras, Terry, and Bedard forever. Selfishly, better you than me. I don't want that, man. I'm sorry. Bedard, yeah. the, the Bedard went on a streak of like five point. If games. you ever got out of the first round, you'd still have to play them in the cup finals. Oh. <laughs> now, oh. I'm, <laughs> see, I've said before. Oh. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> You oh. got to go and dig those holes. Oh. Okay. All right. We have tried. We've done enough. The Vancouver Canucks have suffered enough on this podcast. Oh. Um, you did mention Cole Caulfield. Uh, some people are wondering what his next contract could look like after uh, Matt Boldy of the Minnesota oh, Wild man. signed for, did a seven by seven. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Matt Boldy's stats, a little lower than Cole Caulfield's, especially right now. Mm. So if so if Matt Boldy's gonna make that much over the next few years, is Cole Caulfield gonna make like nine mil? <laughs> like what, what what are they gonna do? They can't bridge him. Good question. If they bridge him, if the Canadians bridge Cole Caulfield, that might be a huge problem. If I'm Cole Caulfield, I ask for a bridge. Like I mean, I get why you would. I understand why you totally would. Yeah. If you're the Canadians, you lock up that asset as long as you can. Yeah. Or maybe you, or maybe you hit him with the Subban. You say, okay. I want this and this amount of money on a long-term deal. No, okay. Give me a one. You give me a one, two-year bridge. He scores a whole bunch because, like, you you pay for goals in this league, right? Like the you top, do. the top played players in this in this game are scoring the most goals. And Caulfield's going to be a freaking destroyer. He already is. Like, like the fact, like the the pace he scores at is crazy. So, like, yeah, if Boldy's making you know seven, you know, having a seven seven million cap hit on a long-term deal. You'd have to start. You have to think that a long-term deal for Caulfield will start with an eight, like a, as starting. And you, yeah, you could probably ask for nine or whatever. So, would the Canadians want to do that? I don't know. Eight million. Like, if you get if you get Caulfield at like eight million, that's a steal. Mm. But how much does Jack? But how much does Jack Hughes make? Like I think he makes like eight one. Hold on, let me let me pick pull it up here. Yeah, like no, that's, Jack Hughes makes a flat eight. That's a steal. Yeah, that's that, a steal. That that's a steal. That's a steal. That's a yeah. guy who could easily be one of the faces of the National Hockey League in the next few years. Yep. And I think some, I think Stutzla, Stutzla in, in Ottawa, I think he makes like 812, 8125, something like that. So, like, maybe, maybe if you're Ken Hughes, that's where you're kind of looking for. Maybe it's like that type of like ballpark to try to get him on a long term deal that looks like a steal later on. But again, if I'm Cole Caulfield, I'm like, hey, like I can score goals on this in this league. I can score goals on any on anyone. Maybe you take a two-year bridge, and then you say, like, ah, no, you're giving me more than that. I don't know about Here's double digits, but. Here's the thing. Um, when Cole Caulfield played 67 games last season mm. for the Montreal Canadiens, he got 23 goals, 20 assists, 43 points. Again, In 44 should, games this year. Still sue, he should still sue Dom, Dom Ducharme on, if, on record. If, sue him. <laughs> sue him. In that, 44 <laughs> games this year, he has 26 goals. And 36 points. There are people in Montreal who are starting to bring up the number 50 because it has been since the 80s. Uh, that was the last time a Montreal Canadiens player has ever 
scored 50 goals. Stefan Richet is that guy. If I'm Kent Hughes in the Montreal Canadiens and I see that Matt Boldy news, I'm going to Cole Caulfield's representation right now. Yeah. I'm not waiting for March. I'm not waiting for April. I'm not waiting for the offseason. I'm not waiting for him to get, even if he gets the 35-40 and you still haven't signed him yet, it's too late. But to that point, if I'm Cole Caulfield in his representation and Kent says, hey, do you want to? No. We'll I talk, agree with that. We'll too. talk. We'll Absolutely. talk. Absolutely. We'll you delayed those summer. talks. We'll talk. You delayed those talks. Yeah. You got to find a way to get him to sign that deal. You got to make it worth his while. Be like, hey, mm. look, dude, Canadians player for the next like eight years at this money. Like, if you, if you, like, I get that, like, he might do like the Dave Chappelle at the club meme where he's pushing that person out the way. You got to find a way to make a deal that works. Oh, boy. Okay. Because right now, um, yeah, yeah. Is not looking too good. Was did anyone else want to drop anything about Cole Caulfield before I bring up Connor McDavid and his crusty ass socks? Wow. I said what I said. They're crusty. Just because you're good at your sport doesn't mean you. I said what I said. I said what I said. You didn't my man lie. Out here wearing, my man out here being the best player in the world, but you wearing crusty socks. I mean, listen, man. You put up the numbers you're putting up. You can freaking wear any layers of crust on those sauce. Cause you damn. do what you want. You popping. I've you, heard you, that you before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in all honesty, I did not want to bring up solely just his socks. He did have uh, an interview with uh, Tim McAuliffe from Tim and friends, friend of the show, Tim McAuliffe, by the way, um, about, uh, you know, just a bunch of different topics and the shootout came up and uh, just to uh, take a quote verbatim from uh, Mr. McDavid. No one likes the shootout. It's a crappy way to end the game. Do y'all agree with, with Connor McDavid and yes. uh, how he feels about the shootout? Whoa. Ooh. I thought we'd get a universal <laughs> yes on this. Go on, okay. Avery. Go on. Go on I, Avery. Want, I want to hear Avery about this. Avery, <laughs> Avery, speak on it. Why do you disagree with Connor McDavid on this? Okay, I'll start off. First of all, shootouts over ties. I hate I hated when games would end in a tie. Yes. These shootouts do give you a defensive winner when it comes to hockey games. Although I, I hate shorts though in 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 IWHF, I hate them in the tournament on metal game. Shorts shall shorts shall determine who wins gold or championship. It shouldn't be the case. Keep shorts only to regular season games. I I'm fine with that. But also too, if we go past shootouts, you gotta you gotta find a you gotta find a way to end the game some way, somehow. And I do like the idea of one skater on one goaltender. That one on one format, I do love that still to an extent. I still enjoy that. And some of the best goals all time in NHL have come via shootouts. Pavel Datsyuk's goal, Merrick Malik shootout winner in New York. Those came in shootouts. The best one we had in hockey, period, have come in shootouts. I'm not, I'm not as anti-shootout as a lot of people are, have been. I mean, it could be worse. We could go back to, you know, an, an overtime, 3-3, a tie. Who wants that? I don't want that at all. I don't yeah, want ties. Can no, you repeat so. those names? Can you repeat those names again? You said Merrick, Merrick Malik, and who else did you mention? Pavel Datsyuk. Pavel Datsyuk. Here's here's something else we have to think about. Those two names, like those goals that they scored in the shootout, those were a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Was a lot like not to say we don't still see sick goals in the shootout, but I think there's something to the fact that the novelty and the coolness of the shootout is a little passe. Like not again, not to say we still don't get cool stuff in the shootout, but I think we can all agree some of the most iconic moments of the shootout. We're really within that first few years of it being brought in. Mm-hmm. And then like that random like 10, 15 round shootout the Panthers were in a couple of years back. Like yeah. I think there is Trevor something Zegers last year. Ooh. 
Oh, 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 is very nasty at the shootout. He yeah. very much is. Yeah. But he's also but he's also very good at a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'll tell you one thing. I, I If there's one thing I love more than the shootout, it's three on three overtime, yeah. which I'm it, sorry to say. I love I love OT. The cynical part of me knows that teams are going to ruin it. They're going to ruin it. They already have. have found, Sheldon, they found a Sheldon way to Keith. hold on to the puck for like four, four minutes and three seconds. I love Sheldon Keith, man. He's ruined he ruined three on three. We start we start the Toronto Maple Leafs start three on three with David Kampf, Rasmus Sandin, and Timothy Lilligren. And we hold the puck until we can get a full a full uh change, and then we start. Like, yeah, we've gotten to the point where like three on three is get, is getting like a little overcoached. But like, I don't know, I think. But like, there as as much as you try to overcoach like overtime, there ends up being those moments where it's just like things break down and it's just freaking breakaways left and right. And then yeah, maybe those can be that's the best part. Yeah, maybe those can very you know that's where you can have those moments of like those individual like one on one one on one moments with goalies. But like, I don't know. I, I think like the the I, like the big criticism I always I always heard is that like oh well like you don't want the game lasting forever. I don't think it will, man. I think if you. I think even if you extend it like another five minutes, like 10 minute overtime, I think that's a big thing a lot of people have been talking about. I think mm-hmm. it ends. I don't know. But you know, granted, say, maybe maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Hmm. You know, uh, you know, I said before on Twitter, I would say to end the show, uh, sorry, overtime faster. Go 10 minutes, but five minutes, three on three, five minutes of two on two. That'll guarantee the no. game ends. Yeah. No. I want two not, on two. No, yeah. I disagree. Could you imagine that's, that- over? No way! I'm not. Yeah. What, they give like two men on the ice for a whole. No. Or, no could you way. imagine? Could you imagine two on two? You start McDavid and Drysaitel against Rantanen and Makar. How much fun would that be for overtime? You make a you make a fair argument. Uh huh. Is is Kale okay. is Kale okay? I saw. Is is he okay? Is he skating still? He played so. today. Sick. Yeah, he played. Good. He cool. he had two David. I don't know if he got a hat trick. He had two goals last I checked. That a boy. Sorry, sorry. Today, as in Monday, uh, this episode will probably be out Tuesday. Uh, last I checked, the Avalanche were putting a, a whipping on the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, a three McCart- point game. Yep, he's okay. Speaking of that, <laughs> he's okay. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, sorry. Are, are, are we are we still on on, on the topic of um? Of Dude, at this, I mean, I think we've exhausted. Unless anyone else has any contrary points to, to I was just gonna say, I'm not I'm not for or against either three on three or shootouts. Yeah. I think I think we actually nailed the actual problem, which is that teams managed to suck the fun out of both of these things. Like if you actually stuck to the spirit of shootouts, which was score sick goals, be creative, take some risks, and three on three, which was fast loose hockey, then I'm I'm good with either of these things. But to the extent that players and coaches are kind of half-assing it or overcoaching it or just kind of doing anything other than having fun with it, it then I'm against both of those things. Like, You, you know what would encourage offense in overtime more? Man, putting hmm. in a shot clock. Putting in a shot clock in overtime. That I'm in favor for. Yo, that would be cool. something like that. Yeah. Something like that where you get rid of something it. going. That yeah. would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. You have three. Yeah. You have three seconds. Don't shoot out. Don't shoot within thirty. Turnover. Yeah. Yo, that'd be yo. That'd be sick. that or 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 I forget who suggested this idea to me. 
Um, similar to what we have in the NBA, like backcourt violation, you're not allowed. Like once you enter the offensive, you zone, can't like backtrack. You can't, yeah, can't backtrack out because that happens like a lot. That happens a lot. It happens so much. Yeah, that's a way. That's an easy way for teams to maintain possession. Once mm. you enter that offensive zone, like you're not allowed to backtrack out and and try to reinsert yourself back in. Yo, like you have fun. to stay in there. I like that idea. That's cool. Maybe those are kind of half baked ideas, but like <laughs> we have to save three on three overtime. Yeah. Omar, what were you gonna say? Yeah, because um, Colorado got mentioned. Um, I think we need to highlight the supreme tank awareness that took place over the weekend. Team man, Seattle was was oh, who did Seattle beat? Was it? It was like six nothing. She, a couple of no, she, uh, so Seattle like it was six nothing in the first period against Chicago. Supreme, oh yeah, yes, 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 supreme yes. tank awareness. And I think Colorado beat Ottawa like seven nothing or something. They did. Vancouver. Those are teams that are doing it right. Supreme tank awareness. So I want to give give a shout out shout out to to Ottawa, <laughs> Ottawa and um and Chicago there. They're doing it right. Good. Good stuff. Right. Whew. Okay, I think we've exhausted as much as we can <laughs> out of this episode, which another banger, friends. We did it a great job, uh, especially with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, and and just everything that's going on there. I'm dead serious though. We are gonna do a top ten Vancouver stories, like because because mm. at this point we could do it. Like JT Miller will be on this like three four times. No kidding. <laughs> also, I want to say one more thing for any yes. Canucks fan that listen to this. Don't come for me. I know my team. Please, I, I I know it. You don't have to tell me what I already know. I was like I was quote tweeting some stuff and people were like, oh, funny for you to say. I know. <laughs> I know. I get it. I understand. We haven't won a cup in 50, in 50 plus years. We can't win a round. We lose to Zamboni drivers. It was 3-1. I get it. I get it. That doesn't change the fact that your team is nuts. So please don't come for me. Do with your own team first. I just, want, I just want to add one last point. You talk about the top yeah. 10 list, Julian. That implies there'll be more stuff coming in February, in March, in April, in May, and in June. I can't I'm wait. sorry. Have you have you seen anything from the Vancouver Canucks that's that was just that they're going to slow down? Yeah. <laughs> be, be serious. Have you seen anything that suggests that they are going to slow down? Nope. No. <laughs> no. Do you no. want to know the best thing, though? Yes. Is that despite how bad they've been, they have made it to the second round in the last 10 years. Yo, I have to never. Do it. I'm so sorry. Yo, man, like there, Look, it's a you know three, three funny? game you know against funny? Boston, and they give up the game winner in the final minute. I'm watching this game like, what year is it? I'm like, what year is it? Wait, I have a question. Oh. I have a question. Yeah. If the Vancouver Canucks lose to an emergency goalie slash slash Zamboni driver this year, mm. like, what do we do then? What do we do? I'm not saying. I anything. mean, they'll never they'll never be the Leafs because they did it first. But uh-huh. what do we do? That's why I still don't think it's it's not as bad because like they're not good. Yeah, they're not good. It's much more like, reasonable for the Canucks to lose to an e-bug than the Leafs. Like the Leafs yeah, are a better of... team on paper. 
I love how this episode uh, cut out to the Bay Target and the Leafs still catching strays. Yo, but it's it's oh. true though. It's, it's true like, though. It's true though. It's true. They just need just just freaking win around and then like all of it. Like it's gonna be like a Thanos snap. Okay, I have a question. Oh. I okay. I know. I I don't mean to belabor the length of this episode. We will get to it, ending it. I will send salutations and all that. <laughs> Is winning around enough? Yes. For the for you. Yes. Like. Yes. In terms of like expectations, yes. in terms of how the team is built, yep. in terms of how the regular season has gone for the last how many years, like yep. I'm adding all these extra things. Yep. If if the Leafs win round one, yep, and like they get beat by Boston in round two, is Ooh. that enough? Ah, okay. You know, mm. okay. So here's my fear. Okay, on the surface, it's enough for me. I again, I've said it. I've said it for the last two years. I just, I just want to see someone, someone say. The second round has started, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are playing hockey. If I see that, I'm good. That's a low. That's the is the bar low, hundred percent. But my oh, bar yeah. was high the last couple of years, and Montreal ruined it, and then Tampa ruined it, Columbus has ruined it, Boston's ruined it multiple times, and this year it's probably going to be you face Tampa, you win that series, you have to face Boston, whatever. You think you beat Tampa in a seven game series? No, 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 no. I said if if they beat Tampa. Then we would okay. face Boston. Right, right, I'm right, not. Right. I'm not throwing any guarantees and guarantees yet because you know, things things are weird. Um, but it's just like, I guess organization as an organization, you want the expectation to be a little higher. But for me, I just want them to be in a second round, just for the ones, just for the the main fact that all those chirps just disappear. Like it's done. Went around, gone. Game seven, gone. It was 3-1. Gone. 4-1 with 10 minutes left. Gone. Boston, Are they really no... gone, though? Yes. What if, like, Austin leaves? Why are you putting that into the universe? <laughs> oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh. why, why? Well, why? Uh, thanks so much for tuning in why? to uh, this week's edition why? of Zone Time, everybody. Uh, I'm oh. Julian. Uh, thank you, Omar. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Avery. Uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, however you listen to podcasts. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Peace. You're a monster. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.